Today, I'm joined by a guest that I've had the pleasure of sitting down with before, right when we launched Founded Beauty, the incredible Alicia Yoon. She's the founder and CEO of the clinical and gentle skincare brand Peach and Lily. So stay tuned because this is a story you don't want to miss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. Now, without further ado, it's a delight to welcome our guest for today, Alicia Yoon. She is a skincare expert, licensed esthetician, and the founder and CEO of the K-beauty brand Peach and Lily, a leading influence in the rise of Korean beauty in the US. And I'm also proud to call Alicia a dear friend and one of our first ever guests on Founded Beauty. She's developed a passion for skincare when she experienced struggles with her eczema and launched Peach and Lily skincare line in 2018, combining powerful concentrates of actives used in Western science with Korean skincare techniques and botanical ingredients. Today, I'm also so excited to discuss Alicia's new launch within her Peach Slices line. I won't say too much yet, but I know you guys are going to love everything about this episode. So Alicia, thank you so much for being with us again. Thank you so much for having me. I loved your chat last time. And whenever I see you just in real life too, it's always a pleasure. So it's really delightful to spend the morning with you today. Me too. I have to, I had to remind myself, I was like, okay, this is not like a FaceTime with my mate. This is like another interview, but it's funny because the first time (laughs) we spoke, we were like, you know, I was like interviewing you. We we barely got to know each other in person. And then I've met you several times and you're just one of the most incredible and amazing people in the industry. So, and a dear friend. So I just want everyone to know that uh, if you have watched my previous episode, and if you haven't with Alicia, maybe check it out too. Could be interesting to watch before and see how two years later, what's changed in Peach and Lily. But uh, yeah, I'll try my best to uh, do everything you've been doing in the last two years justice in this short 45 minute episode. So Alicia, I'm going to start with the same first door question I've asked every single guest. I probably asked you before. You probably will say a very different answer. So I'm curious to, to see if you're going to go listen back and listen to what you said last time. But who are you in a nutshell? Well, yes, right now, what's on my mind the most, I guess, is motherhood. I have a seven week old. Uh, she is a delight and also a two now a two year and change she's a little toddler um so right in the thick of you know newborn everything and you know two under almost two uh so yeah that's the biggest thing so i think the first thing that comes to mind is i am definitely like in mom mode a lot these days um and you know an entrepreneur um and yeah and i think at the end of the day for me you know, when it comes to Peach and Lily, I feel like I'm consumer number one because I struggled so much with eczema, which is why I started Peach and Lily. So yeah, yeah, I just feel like I'm an advocate for people when they're on their skincare journey. But yeah, that's in a nutshell, I guess the first things that come to mind. 
I love it. Um, so for those who haven't listened to the previous episode and, and potentially might not, because, you know, we live in a very ephemeral, busy life, I do want to give um, uh, some time for probably what we've discussed in the past, but uh, let's rediscuss it and talk about your journey in, you know, from growing up in Seoul to ending up in New York and starting Peach and Lily. Do you want to just, you know, the floor is yours and tell us a bit about that story. Yeah, for sure. And just before I start, I have to yeah. say... I've been using the Holy Roots Fable and Main hair conditioner, the one that smells like delightful, like coconut. I'm on a tropical yeah. island, but then also like very sophisticated. Yeah. And my hair is so soft. Oh, it's amazing to hear. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, hey, thank you for speaking. You, know, you can interrupt at any time to say any Fable and Main praise. So that's, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so I just, I just want to say thank you for sharing that and also for using the products. And, and the perfumer of Boom Boom Cream, you know, Sol Janeiro, he made that scent. Uh, and uh, oh. you can imagine it's got that tropical feeling. Uh, let's say not the Latin region. We're going to the South Asian region of that same effect yeah. of when you're in a tropical island or in a you know in a beach. That feeling exactly. I felt like I was like I don't know. Am I in Bali? Like it's yeah. but it's so subtle and uh, yeah. postpartum. I don't know. Like just everything is so busy and so I was like, oh, let's try it. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. I've been using it every day. Oh, so good to hear. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah. So to tell us you, about you, your journey. To- I was born in Korea and I moved to the U.S. when I was a tiny, tiny baby. Um, but we actually immigrated back to, or I don't, I guess not immigrated back, but went back to Korea when I was 12. And I was there all the way until I began college, at which point I moved back to the U.S. So I went back and forth a lot. So really that you know, upbringing both in Korea and the U.S. and also in the earlier years of Peach and Lily before launching the brand, spending so much time in Korea, like really on the ground, going to so many different labs, suppliers, ingredient suppliers, et cetera. And at that time, it was really just to understand all of the innovations coming out of Korea because it really is this global mecca of innovation in the beauty space, you know, and then also being rooted in the U.S. and you know, really seeing the really powerful, popular active ingredients that are so beloved here in the U.S., it was this ability to be able to bridge that. So Peach and Lily offers the hard-hitting active ingredients. You're going to find retinaldehyde, you know, very concentrated glycolic acid, 20% vitamin C, and so forth. But it's made gentle for very sensitive skin through Korean beauty innovations techniques, different, you know, even herbal extracts and so forth. So bridging these two really allowed us to create some breakthrough, unique formulas that are very proprietary and have never been done before. So for me, it's a personal dream come true because now, you know, I can use these hard-hitting active ingredients, but I won't have, you know, the irritation that I typically see when I try those active ingredients. But I know I'm not alone. I know that, you know, in doing facials and meeting so many people in our community, hearing from, you know, thousands and thousands of people that, you know, this is something that people are looking for. You want the results, but you want to be gentle. I mean, it's incredible to see like, I mean, where it's become today and and generally what you've done for the industry in general, especially helping the people that suffer from eczema, including myself. Uh, It's something that uh, it is a worry uh, in terms of 
is, is something safe for us? I have, I have a combination skin. So, you know, sometimes certain parts are sensitive, sometimes they're dry. It, it doesn't always fit in one blanket. And that's, I think that's what skin is, right? It's, it's very personal. So I think uh, it's something that you guys have done is really put the customer kind of journey first and then kind of making sure that they feel safe, um, which is really powerful when you actually consider um, it starts as a product, but it becomes a movement. One thing I do want to ask a little bit is about, your, you know, you created a lot of viral products that clearly, to me, epitomizes very high performing, great and needed products. What is something that has been some learnings um, in having a viral product, you know, uh, because uh, why it might seem amazing, right? Like a lot of sales, a lot of awareness, a lot of problems after can follow, like stock inventory management, demand planning, we know from the back end. So what is some advice you would give to people that may have a viral product? Yeah, I would say that, first of all, you can't really plan for something to go viral, you know, so therefore, when it comes to demand planning, you're really doing scenario planning. But even in a high case where you're like, okay, this is going to sell through, well, when it goes viral, it probably exceeds your expectations because you're probably not going to want all of your cash flow tied up in like just years of inventory, right? So you're looking at your current sales, you're kind of projecting out, you're doing scenario planning. And so one thing that we've learned is in order to have that balance of not tying up all of your cash flow, but at the same time, you don't want to not be able to serve your customers when something does go viral and they really want access to the product. So in the back end on the supply chain, we did a lot of contingency planning. So we had conversations with our suppliers to say, okay, if this is the standard lead time to make things, but we need to like accelerate it and do this in like 10% of the time. What can we, and not that we're going to tap into that all the time, but you know, you guys also want to make sure that you're supplying us, you know, as much as possible when the demand is there. So what can we do together to do that? So for example, like if it's a component supplier, we might have found three other ones that could supply the same component and in advance already have our packaging like mold and testing, like all of that done so that they are ready to move. Um, when it comes to ingredient supply, again, like some things like, you know, glycerin, very widely available, but there are some specialty ingredients we use that we were like, okay, we need to find like the other suppliers and just have that relationship going with them as well. Um, and we only use the highest quality ingredients. So it takes a lot of legwork to kind of plan for this, but, you know, and then sometimes, you know, with really good, um, there's also interesting ways to do it where components could maybe sometimes take the longest time. So you know that this skew is going to be an evergreen skew. So, and packaging won't change. And packaging doesn't expire, right? Like unlike ingredients. So you can actually purchase those in advance and only tie up like a smaller part of your cash flow. So there's different things that you can do, but there was a lot of supply chain planning to try to balance the both, like not having to hold back on all kinds of marketing. Um, and then also not having to just be like, okay, well, let's just like get a heap of inventory and sit on it, right? It's that is like on it's it's probably like uh, gonna kickstart something in my company now. What you've just said because that's just so insightful. And I'm just thinking about it now. I was like, I was just daydreaming about 
God, I'm going to do this for my holy wheat oil. I need to do this and make sure they have that. Like, it's so useful. <laughs> like, not many people talk totally. about it. And um, you've made it really just like obvious, but clear. And like, I think actually a lot of businesses fail to prepare on like, I love the scenario planning, right? Like, how do we potentially call, call for it? We don't know if it will come. But if you even a couple of months or years down and you start to sense that product has the ability to before it even gets to, it's a very good thing to say what you know what you to do what you just said and just potentially have it on standby because and if anything you would hope when you go viral you don't have that inventory on in hand because you shouldn't be having too much you shouldn't be sitting on too much inventory so you will be selling it out at some point if it goes above expectations because that's beyond your planning and how do you now focus on getting more inventory to fulfill that demand right at a short time frame so that's a very exactly. very uh, very very smart way of looking at it <laughs> I have to give credit to my operations team. They're like brilliant. So <laughs> I, 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 I know what you mean. It's a, it's it's a, it's it's a, it's not a it's not a one person show, right? It's our team, and we're so grateful for um, for having that. Actually, one question I do want to ask. Speaking of team, is how did you like build your team, and and what are some of the kind of best learnings you've had to be a successful leader? I mean, obviously, there's going to be not the perfect road always when building a company, but yeah, what are some things you've learned in how to build an effective one? Yeah, so in the early years when, you know, we're really looking for that fit for somebody who is excited to do a lot of different things, right? So, you know, for some people that's a nightmare because you really want to stay focused in your lane and be in one functional area. For other people, that is like a dream job because you get to do a little bit of marketing, a little bit of sales and education, even a little bit of operations. Like you get to try a lot of different things. And it's, you know, in the early years, it was really looking for people who really wanted varied experiences. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're doing three times the work. It's just that you're able to do maybe three different things versus one thing and staying in one functional area. Whereas now, you know, we really are, you know, over the last like handful of years ago, looking for those specialists, people who are really, really experienced in those functional areas and are great at, you know, leading and building teams in that area and are true experts and um, seasoned veterans who can bring a lot to the table in those specific areas. So, you know, I think it's really just, you know, generalists versus specialists. And there's like an evolution that happens, I think, in the life cycle of a of a company that is an indie brand. I love that. You know, I always, it, it links to kind of what I always say in a very macro level. I won't go into the details of why I think this, but I do think businesses is like creating a university and your core team members and functions are like professors, right? You hire teachers. You don't, as a leader of a university, know all the different divisions, right? Um, you want to make sure you spend time to learn, but uh, that plug and play approach is very important in certain times when you can afford in the business to have people that teach you. You don't have to, you don't have to teach them in their functions. Um, and uh, it can come in not always the right time, wrong time. There's no, there's, I mean, there's sometimes we do things a bit topsy-turvy in companies like I can tell you three years in I've just finally hired a full-time HR and had the funniest conversation with her yesterday and she was like she just started and she, you can tell she's just incredible because already she's like 
So Akash, I came in this morning, didn't know when I should come in. No one told me what time to start. I then got given a laptop. It doesn't have a serial number or anything for me to sign. So I could have literally quit tomorrow and walked away with it. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to help me do all of those things? She's like, yes. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, how did I manage for three years without doing any of that? So, you know, sometimes I could have done it a bit earlier and it probably would have been better, but it doesn't always happen the right way or wrong way. There's no way, but I will say it's it's so important. I hear this word plug and play and, and I'm seeing the more value as I build the company. Because when I started, I thought, you know, I can't afford sometimes very senior high skill talent. So let's just build on a bunch of young talent that I can train and, you know, I will be the leader. But I went back to this uh, idea of, you know, I can't, I can't, I need to be taught as well. I can't just be the teacher, right? Um, it's very important in the business landscape. Um, so I love what you said. One thing I do want to ask, and it leads us to peach slices, is you mentioned, you know, hiring people that are open to learn and grow and do more and, and you know, learn new things. And it's something that I'm thinking on the side of creating like a, you know, a sister company based on Ayurveda and uh, certain oils, et cetera. It's still in the ideation phase. And, you know, I get days where I'm like, okay, it's a separate demographic, separate company, potentially will be part of the Fable and Main brand or potentially a completely new brand. And then I get the main question should I have the same team work on both or on one? So you have created also a sub-brand, Peach Slices, which is at CVS in 2017. So tell us a bit about that and then how you operate with the team. Yeah, so Peach and Lily and Peach Slices are two completely separate and distinct brands that Mm. live in the same ecosystem insofar as the same brand ethos applies to both, right? Like we want the highest quality products and all of that. However, They are two separate brands in that they're in two different distribution channels. There's different marketing tactics. Um, The product portfolio doesn't overlap at all. So it's not like Peach Slices is, you know, similar products, but at a lower price point. It's like Mm -hmm. just two totally different brands. However, you know, what I love about it is that the customer likes to mix and match across both. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're actually able to introduce customers from mass and class like categories, right? So, um, you know, customers who discover us in Walmart, CVS, and the mass section of Ulta Beauty might like go onto our website and be like, oh, interesting. There are these other products from this section and then they can go to Peach and Lily and vice versa. So there's this cross-pollination going on that helps both brands actually grow faster. Mm. Um, That said, again, the brands are totally two different identities. So, For Peach and Lily, it's all about, um, you know, those hard-hitting, powerful clinical actives made gentle for sensitive skin and really focused on aging well, the glass skin movement. Um, For Peach Slices, it's all about really ubiquitous, stubborn skin issues made easy and accessible. So think acne, uh, very, very oily skin, um, even rosacea, et cetera. And so- the peach slices portfolio is like, there's like these little lines, right? There's like the acne line, there's the oil control line, there's the redness relief line. And so, you know, it's just a different way that the brands are doing things. Um, Whereas in Peach and Lily, there aren't lines. The whole thing works all together, right? There's no like oily skin line, dry skin line, et cetera. Given that there are certain 
folks in the in on our team who really kind of manage both brands and then there are people who are really focused on one or the other. So things that are like very obviously shared, obviously anything that's a little bit more back end, right? Like legal, you know, obviously HR is HR, like our whole team obviously is one company, finance, et cetera. But then even operations, you know, you don't need to split that up, right? And sometimes actually like the two brands could even have the same supplier for some, something. So it just makes sense to have, you know, the, and, and in fact, there are ways to achieve economies of scale across both brands. So even with packaging, like if we're working with like one supplier, we're like, well, we're bringing more business through this line as well. And so let's get like better pricing and so forth. So, you know, there's like shared things like that, but I would say, you know, on the sales side, so your sales and education team or field team, you know, that's a little bit more separate except for an Ulta Beauty, right? Because mm. they're there anyway. And so they can really talk about both brands. So that's just been like a really interesting synergy there, both like a cost and revenue synergy. So it's a really powerful kind of virtuous cycle economically within the business. And then, you know, as far as marketing goes, some people on the team kind of manage both. Like if you're working on copy, you know, you're, you can still kind of switch the tone of voice, but, you know, do, do both, right. Because the person is able to, to lean into both. Um, but you know, there are areas where with, um, influencer marketing, like maybe a senior person, kind of manages across, but you have dedicated people across both communities, right? So, you know, we've kind of done it a little bit differently as we evolve. And it's something that we constantly think about, but it really depends on also the person on the team, also the activities going on for the brands and so forth. But, you know, all that to say, I think that if you're really kind of astute about it, there's a lot of synergies and a lot of things that can be leveraged across both, not just on the cost side, but interestingly, even on the revenue side. So it's a really powerful way to, to approach it. And I think one thing I'm very proud of our team for is we've kind of heard across the industry that there are companies where obviously like the big companies like Essie Lauder, L'Oreal, they have a portfolio of many, many brands. For indie brands, there have been examples where an indie brand might have like a core brand and then have a, a secondary brand. And we've heard of like instances where that second brand doesn't get a lot of love or attention and just becomes like a throwaway brand where like not much is going on with it. And I'm really proud of our team because both brands are really meaningful in terms of size and they're both growing really rapidly. They both have really avid communities and customer followings and high loyalty. So you know, I just give so much credit to my team for, you know, being able to kind of tackle both with a lot of success. Now, and exactly why I wanted to ask you that question, because we know in the industry who would some of those brands are and companies, and I, we don't have to mention anything today, but I, I, I will say like what I, when I look at you as a founder, I've seen the love as a founder and also the brands that Peach Slices and Peach Nearly gets, you know, as their own entities. It's why I wanted to ask you personally that question, because, you know, what I, what I want to build 
secondary um, as my second brand. I don't want it to be actually secondary. I want it to be like a second business that has its own love and support, but not the second priority, if that makes sense. And I think sometimes it can happen based on structures or type of product or revenue, but I wouldn't start something today unless, unless it had potential. And I want to make sure, you know, I give it by setting it up in the right way. But I love what you said because it made it super clear, like, there is an economies of scale element, there is an efficiency of resources, but there is also some kind of separation that can be healthy and needed in a structure. But there isn't a rule book, right? There is just like a, you'll figure it out as you build it. But um, really beautifully said, because I, I, I learned a lot personally for it. And I'm sure many people out there are thinking of, you know, this kind of, a, because when you build one brand, uh, for example, uh, you sometimes get to this point where you want to do so many more things, but you realize it doesn't always jigsaw puzzle into that brand and it shouldn't because you're going to confuse the mission and message. And sometimes I sit down with my sister and I'm like, oh my God, I love that formula that you are creating and you kind of brief the lab without my consent, but whatever, it's amazing love it but I'm like I just don't see it sitting in Fable and Maine and usually because it's not hair care or something right and I'm like it's just so hard in our retail landscape to give that product its love because it will always be not showcased in hair care so potentially it does need a sister company uh, I'm willing to do it uh, I just I just haven't started it yet because I'm so in the thick of it of Fable and Maine, you know, when you're just like, you, I don't have the time to think about uh, the second company right now. So I've just got the formula, haven't got the brand or anything yet, but it's in my mind. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I will keep my eye out. And yeah, yeah to your point, I think it's like all about the reason for that second brand. Like some companies do view the second brand as the second priority mm. and like, it's okay that okay. it doesn't get as much love. Yeah. But in the case of companies where they want both brands to get equal love, um, which was a case for us because they have two different missions. We thought both, you know, the mission of both uh, brands were equally important. I do think that even though it's really hard, if you are very strategic about it, I do think that there is a way to have both, yeah, get that ardent love equally. Couldn't say it better. So, I mean... One thing I want to ask is, I'm sure many listeners who are perhaps not familiar with Peach and Lily and Peach Slices, they now might be super hooked, super inspired by your know-how and your story, but they'll ask that question through their headphone of like, okay, I'm hooked, I want to buy, but what is exactly the Peach and Lily portfolio and offering and distribution and what's Peach Slices? Um, so can you tell us a bit about um, that kind of both sides of the business? And what they, what people can find. Yeah. So Peach and Lily is available on peachandlily.com. Some SKUs are on Amazon. And then our big exclusive partnership at the moment is with Ulta Beauty in all stores and on Ulta's website. And Peach Slices is available across Walmart stores. Um, you'll find, you know, Peach Slices in every Walmart store, um, CVS across the whole chain, and also Ulta Beauty. And the path um, for uh, for peach slices was a little bit different. Like we didn't start in Ulta Beauty. In fact, we uh, that was we peach slices has been now in Ulta Beauty for almost two years, and Peach and Lily has been in Ulta Beauty for almost five years. And the Peach and Lily portfolio, like you know, you'll find things like our glass skin serum, um, our glass skin routine is also really iconic. Like people 
really, really love it and have been talking about it now for a handful of years. And there's the Power Calm Cleanser, the Wild Dew Essence, the Glass Skin Serum, the Matcha Pudding. And what I love about this routine is that we especially formulated it so that anyone can pick it up and use it and see results. So it's agnostic to skin type, skin age, skin tone, like you name it, but it's this foundational routine to really offer a very carefully set curated select ingredients to offer kind of this well-rounded approach to skin health. Um, And that's why, you know, this glass skin routine, like it just has gone viral because people just share about it. They're like, I tried it. It worked for me. Like you tried. And then there's no limits. It's not for just people with breakouts and so forth. Peach slices, the portfolio include things like the acne spot dots, which is like one of my favorite products because you put it on and in like hours, your blemish is like flattened. So it's just easy to use. Again, not drying for all skin types. Um, And then you have things like your oil control collection. Our snail rescue collection is just so beloved. Um, And then we also have, you know, redness relief. So it's a little bit of a different portfolio where like, it's just these specific collections geared towards very specific targeted skin concerns. And you can mix and match across a portfolio and across brands. And it's really exciting because one thing that was kind of this like moment in time where we all looked at it and said, rubber meets the road, is our thesis correct? So Peach and Lily, you know, is expected to be a top five skincare brand in Ulta Beauty this year. So it's doing really well. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we're just really excited. And just, I just, I just want know, to take a moment to say like how amazing that is. I think people don't realize what top five actually means. And and, and uh, not only is it incredible for, uh, I'm, I'm sure, a small and mighty team and in, in a, in a founder-led brand, because a lot of these brands are, you know, with big corporates and et cetera. But to be a top five brand in such a short time, uh, just Really should be so proud. Well done, Alicia. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, that's the, yeah that, that will, it will happen. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're like, this This year is a five-year celebration and it's just like our whole team, we're celebrating, but also we're just like incredibly grateful for our community because there's just such a love and loyalty there. Um, yeah. In the context of Peach and Lily, year three, we're at Ulta Beauty, we're growing super quickly, everything's going well. We have insights based on our own website that shows you don't have to worry so much about having a brand in your ecosystem being in the same channel. In fact, having both together and having best-in-class products targeting different skin concerns only attract customers into both brands. Like you don't have to worry about cannibalization. And that was something that we really had to be like, we believe in this because now Peach Slices, you know, we are having conversations with Ulta Beauty about the two brands being in the same channel in a brick and mortar store, right? So we saw, we see the learnings on our website, but it was like something that we had to really believe in to actually make the decision to have Peach Slices and Ulta Beauty when Peach and Lily is doing so well, right? You're like, should I do this? Like, what if Peach Slices, but we really believe, no, they're two separate brands and they offer very different products and you mix and match across the two. And in fact, it doesn't cannibalize. It just becomes a platform where the two do better together. And this is a very unique thing because within Ulta Beauty, 
on the indie brand front, there, no brand has done this before in the mass and prestige sections. Like this was like a first. So we really said, you know what? We actually believe this is going to work because we see the data and we see that just even logically when you're offering a best-in-class acne spot dots product and a glass skin serum, customers fall in love with the acne spot dots and then they trust your company and you know would be more open to discovering things. So we were like, let's not... Yeah, so let, let's go for this. So when Peach Slices entered Ulta Beauty, it proved to be true where the two brands started to do even better together. And so Peach Slices actually within the first year of launching became a top 10, you know, mass skincare brand at Ulta Beauty and now is also expected to be a top five skincare brand in the mass section at Ulta Beauty. And it's just amazing to see because it's two years, there's like, so many brands in in the set. Um, and so, yeah, it was a moment in time where we were like, ooh, this is a big decision. But mm. we went for it because we believed it to be true. And it really did, um, you know, work synergistically together. Oh, that's incredible. And uh, one thing I want to ask is um, sort of what's on the horizon? Is there anything exciting coming up? I mean, five-year anniversary is huge, number one. So just congratulations. Let's take a moment to celebrate this huge Thank moment you. in time. But uh, yeah, what's, what's on the horizon that you can share with us? Yeah, well, we are really excited about I know this sounds like super nerdy, but like skincare education, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I think ultimately for me, when I was struggling with my eczema, it was just confusing. I mean, you know, back in the day, there was no internet, but even just like talking to experts, like I was just like, well, can you tell me the why? Like, I don't know. I did try that. That didn't work. Like it was just so much guesswork. And then I think today it's confusing in a different way because there's so much information and there's so much conflicting information and we've always really leaned into skincare education because that's what our community wants from us. But, you know, even more so now people are like, oh my gosh, we get so many inquiries on like, okay, but like, is this true or is this true? And like, how do I actually like, you know, what is the accurate information? And for us, like when we provide information, we really make sure to vet it with experts and also our own research. And it's also always backed by clinical studies. And sometimes the answer is the jury is out, like that may or may not work. Or sometimes it's, you know, the clinical studies, like two studies show that this works this way. And one study shows, so more information. So it's showing that very objective balanced view so that people can just be informed with the right information and be empowered. But also, you know, we want to meet people where they're at. So some people want those digestible 30 second like sound bites of education and that's okay. We can create content that does that. Some people want like the thesis paper on it and, you know, our PDP sites, like all the studies and so forth so that you can go forth and look into that if you want. We also have deep dive blog posts that like make those clinical studies a little bit more digestible. So we kind of lean into the gamut of how much information to provide. And you can kind of go from like snippets to like maybe a medium amount to like deep dive, but we want to provide it all and in really engaging ways. Because again, I think customer and community empowerment is everything. So that's something that I'm very excited to do. And one thing that 
like I personally am excited to do is the thing that I can talk about at any hour of the day is skincare education. So I used to do something called Peach Skincare Academy where like on a very regular basis, I was just on lives and just answering questions like, we're going to do that again. So I'm excited about that. We would have a lot of in real life, like master classes, like we're going to do all of that again. So excited for all that to come. And then of course, you know, lots of exciting new innovations um, that you can watch out for. And Peach and Lily, I mean, both brands are only really like very tight distribution in the US only. So, you know, at some point we are considering, okay, like how do we take this abroad as well? We do ship from our website, but, you know, obviously that's different than like actual brick and mortar distribution. Um, Because I think with skincare, it's still very touch and feel. So yeah, a lot, a lot to come. That's so exciting. Uh, well, the best way for everyone to know what's on the horizon is to to follow Alicia and Peach and Lily and Peach Slices. I'll put the the links in the summary below, but um, I'll also ask at the end of the podcast for those uh, handles. But before we get to that point, I do want to start going to some fire round questions. And uh, as always, my desert island situation, you probably know what's coming. You're stranded on a desert island, Alicia, but you can only bring one product. I'll let you choose one Peach Nilly product and one Peach Slices product. So what's your go-tos on either side? Okay, so I have dry skin. I definitely need a moisturizer. So on the Peach and Lily side, I'm bringing my Peptide Pro Firming Moisturizer because let's get the hydration and firming and all of that in at the same time. On the Peach Slices side, you know, I would say my... Snail Rescue Cleanser, because let's keep the skin clean. But the Snail Rescue Cleanser also has multiple benefits from the snail mucin. So let's just multitask there. And no snails are harmed. Both brands are cruelty-free, Leaping Bunny certified. So yeah, those two would be my picks. Uh, I, I love all your products. I'm also obsessed with, because um, I started, uh, when I went to Ulta last time, I saw uh, the, I started rediscovering peach slices. Can I just say one thing? Like what you've done at that price point, again, I know I didn't mention it before, but I don't know what sorcery you've done to be able to create such great efficacious products, beautiful packaging at such a great price. But um, yeah, you've done something incredible there because... Oh, thank yeah, you. I, just, I hope people realize that, you know, you've really chosen purpose over profit for sure, because you've really given it back to the consumer with what you're creating. It's incredible. Thank you for noticing that because our team works unbelievably hard to bring really high quality products at everything is under $19.99. And it's just, it does take a lot of work behind the scenes to make that happen. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I think uh, just everyone go check out Peach Slices and you'll understand what I mean. But anyway, um, <laughs> one thing I want to now go into is the fire round questions. And they're a bit different to last, um, last time, but the first question is the same. So What's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now? I'm honestly not just saying this because I'm talking to you, but I love your brand. Oh. <laughs> I literally use your conditioner every day. So oh. I, and my hair is very dry. I have dry everything. I have eczema, dry everything. So, and I don't know, people say like when you're pregnant, your hair is supposed to get fuller. Like I, that did not really happen to me. So for me, that is something I have been using every day. So I de- and I just love that your brand, it's very, um, 
I don't even know if ornate is the right word. It's very luxurious. I feel like just the packaging and the sensorial experience, it brings like a little bit of like, I feel fancy when I use it, you know? Oh, I love and that. It works, but it just, yeah. I don't know, it makes me feel like kind of put together and fancy. And I'm like, ooh, like I, it's like, I feel good reaching for it. So yeah, uh, again, it's just top of mind because I literally used it this morning. <laughs> well, and I'm every beaming day. with joy. So I appreciate that. And uh, that means, uh, no, that that's a... Uh, uh, it means a lot. So thank you. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, and, and I love your brand. So I think, you know, that we need to figure, what we need to figure out is a product swap. Like we've got each yeah. other. That, 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 uh, exactly. that let's, let's figure out, part, let's, let's, let's get in touch on that. Cause uh, I need some uh, top ups and I, I got you as well. Um, my next, my next question is what or where is your happy place? Anywhere where I get to hang out with kids obviously yeah. my daughter's only seven weeks old so there's not like a lot of hanging out going on <laughs> yeah. energy but, hanging out. yeah <laughs> exactly but she's like it melts my heart every time but also you know just hanging out with like my son now is two years and change and he just says like the most hilarious things and so and I love watching them together so yeah I would say family family definitely is my happy place I love that um, the next question is, what is your hidden talent? Oh, I can fall asleep in like one second flat, anywhere, anytime, standing, sleep, like, like, yeah. <laughs> that is? Like, and then oh, I can get amazing. up in one second flat. Okay, so that, that that's good too. But also, are you a light sleeper? <laughs> like, do you wake up early? Like, not early, do you wake up instantly? You know, like, I, yes and no. So like, I'm not a light sleeper in the sense that like, I think I just realize all the things that like are totally okay sounds I'll sleep through it all yeah but like my alarm or something that's a little off or now like you know our newborn still sleeps in the room with us like if she like even whimpers a little bit like I'm in a second but I sleep well I I don't like I just sleep through the night I know my husband's always like are you serious like he's just like that's (laughs) yeah with a newborn as well that's like that's the most jealous because you know you're probably waking up all times and very little sleep so when you can get that instant sleep, that's like, that's gold. So that's yeah. amazing. I love that. <laughs> um, but my last question is, again, I did ask this last time, but maybe it's a, maybe it's a different answer. Um, I don't even remember what you said last time, but we'll go check it later. But if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would Alicia be doing right now? Oh, I'm so curious to say what I said last time. Um, I love art. I love to paint. I don't know if I'm like, amazing at it, but I like to express through art. And so, you know, I would love to kind of spend a lot of time making art. That would be super fun. I don't know how, uh, you know, reliable that would be in terms of generating an income, but if we're just like thinking like wish list, that would be yeah, something yeah, yeah. fun to do. I mean, I mean <laughs> to be fair, like uh, with um, uh, after, you know, beauty, uh, I, I think those are good questions to ask ourselves because we should just try all the things that we're, we're curious about, right? And uh, and see, see where it takes us. So don't give up on that. That would be very interesting to see if that comes into fruition later. But um but Alicia, I just want to say it's such a pleasure to speak again and uh, we'll, we'll meet very soon. Uh, we'll, we'll talk offline and we'll, we'll yes. catch up, which I can't wait. But for everyone who's listening, when, well, well, how can they continue to follow you guys? What's your handles? Yeah, so Peach and Lily, it's at Peach and Lily, like the fruit, A-N-D, and Lily, like the flower. 
And then on TikTok, it's that plus Peach and Lily official. And then Peach Slices is Peach and then Slices like Slice of a Peach with an S. And I am at Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, Yoon, Y-O-O-N, 212. Yeah, and then of course, peachandlily.com has a ton of information about both brands. But I'll put all the links in the below and you remember all the distribution points from Ulta to, you know, Amazon, everyone can shop where they can find it most convenient. But I do recommend checking out both brands. Yeah, they can make the most perfect uh, synergetic ritual. Um, so uh, do check it out. And Alicia, just want to say a huge thanks for sharing your journey again. And so, so proud of everything you guys are doing and for the industry and for the community as well so thank you oh thank you so much and thank you for having me i am very honored to be back again and it's always just awesome talking to you i hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.